Hi, everyone. This is Katie. And this is Kimberly. <laughs> and you're listening to A Date with Dateline. How was that? That was funny. I liked it. Kimberly yeah. has a little bit of laryngitis. So... Just a tiny bit. It's pretty cute. She's a little cracky. I didn't so much lose my voice as I traded it with uh, Broadway's Harvey Firestein. Who's that? You know, the guy from Hairspray and he wrote Kinky Boots. He, you, you know him? Harvey I don't. Firestein? No. What about Kathleen Turner? I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking more like Peter from the Brady Bunch. Time to change. Change. Okay, I, I, I love, he was my boyfriend. I loved him. Don't bite the time. I liked grown-up Peter. Still do. What happened to his marriage with the American's Next Top Model? I think they're divorced because I, she was not, she didn't appear on the Brady, um, the Brady Bunch renovation HGTV show. Oh, well, sorry for them. It's a bummer. They seem to like each other a lot. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers to them. I like them both. They seem to have a hot and steamy and then tempestuous. It, it was, was one fun. of those kind it, of relationships. It was fun to watch. I remember that. Yeah. So welcome everyone to 2020 Date with Dateline. We are jumping right in by covering an old episode, but a Saturday night repeat that was Correct. just on. Because Friday nights was one that we've already covered. There we go. So we had two repeats. That That's why. That's oh, why. you know what it was on Friday night? What? It was Mystery on Blood Mountain, which oh. was our Patreon that we did like two months ago. That's right. And you should definitely l join our Patreon and listen because I lost it in the way they referenced this dog. The red dog drove me insane oh yeah that's and right. in all the previews this last week it every day dateline released a new preview that was like and he had a red dog oh and we get some and more he red had this dogs. beautiful red dog in this episode we have red dogs red dog it's a golden retriever yes, it it's is. not a red dog who yes, doesn't know that so there are people that don't know that also it the name is okay we we're not going to get into it now let's jump in it's after the storm tell me about it it's hosted by Keith. Yes. Leaning his way into 2020. It aired on September 23rd, 2016. Oh. And so that was, yeah, that was the fall before we started the podcast. It we doesn't seem that, that old. Spring. It's not very old. This is not a vintage episode. We're not getting baby Keith. No, but we are getting glorious hair flopping in the wind. Yeah, Keith. we are. Uh, and it's season 25, episode one. So it was the first episode of that season. Y'all. Okay. Opening with the bang. I can see why. It's a doozy. Yeah. And it, it sent me on some twists that I was not expecting. Let's just put it that way. Anytime. Well, I'm not. I don't even want to go into it, but it creeps me out. Like. Yeah. This, there's some creepy stuff in the. This there's, is some, a, there's a creepy. There's several creepy dudes. This is a creeper episode and a possible trigger episode if you have had any experiences like this which yeah. i feel like a lot of women may have had unfortunately um seriously yeah okay after the storm keith tells us there's something ominous in the air it's like midnight but in the afternoon black sky <laughs> twisters Sorry, I, I didn't hear that line <laughs> oh it was there we go black sky twisters and tornado weather then quote ferocious rain hellish wind 
and fickle funnel clouds dipped and swirled around the city. He's it's it's a very good opener to a season. Could I think we might have asked before, but could Keith host his own Weather Channel show? And he would say things like fickle funnel clouds. Fickle funnel clouds is really good. I have never been in a tornado. Have you ever been in a tornado? No. Um, We had tornado warnings sometimes, like at school, but when I grew up um, in Virginia, but I don't think we ever had one. Okay. So then it was over, and the storm cleared, but no one could get in touch with Diane Hollick. And that's like the last you hear about the storm, and the whole episode is called that, but it's okay. Kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, We have reference to it that it was during the storm that something happened, but that's pretty much it. I don't know if it actually was a tornado or just a really bad storm, to be honest. It was just a really bad storm. So Diane Hollick works for IBM. And after the storm had passed the next morning, she misses a conference call. Then she misses a, I'm going to call it a club night, club outing. Going These out ladies. To clu- well, I was confused by the age. Not that ladies in their age range shouldn't be going to clubs. Absolutely, go to the club, knock yourself out. That's great. But they were being interviewed like a little bit later than when this actually happened. So it's just a little. They're still not twenty, and I was like, no. "Good for them. Have fun." I think that I just got tired of club a few years back. So I'm like, oh, yeah. "Wow, you're not tired. You're good." No, it hey, was too for old. Them. It was too like loud for me. My feet hurt. <laughs> And I couldn't hear people talk, and I didn't want anybody grinding up against me. So I was like, bye, I'm going to go home and watch Fringe or whatever I was watching at the time. Fringe? I don't know. Did you watch Fringe? Of course. Joshua Jackson. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. My one and only boyfriend of all time. My number one. The top of the top. Excuse me. That was not a question I meant to ask. So she misses an outing with her friends. They're good friends, and they send the police to the house. And after a search, her body is found in the guest bedroom on the side of the bed. So kind of hidden. There's comforters over her. Not like really hidden, but not in her master bedroom. It's in the guest bedroom, which is odd. We'll come back to that. So Diane, lovely Diane, has passed at 43 years old. So sad. It's so sad. Um, We get interviews with three of her friends. We get... Anita and Sharon and Lynn. Anita and Sharon are the clubbing friends, and Lynn is the work at IBM friend. Based on what we're seeing of her house, I'm assuming she was pretty a really good job at IBM. She's a recruiter, but she must be kind of high up because it's a gorgeous house, and she lived there alone. So according to her friend Lynn, she lived life with gusto. Uh, They vacationed together, and she would just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. It's so frustrating when you think you're getting a loved life or a lit up a room or life of the party. You're getting you close. Get you got so laugh. close. So close. You did not. But she is all of those things. They just didn't say those words. So yeah. you cannot mark this off on your bingo cards. I'm but unfortunately. The, at the very end, they say something that I close. think I might allow because it's like actually a synonym, I, I think. I know. I know what you're talking about. We need a yes. jury ruling. And since you're doing the recap, you'll get to do the the jury ruling. If I wrote it down, but I know what you're talking about. I'm not I sure. I wrote it down. Okay. So Anita and Sharon met Diane in a different way. They met in Austin. Um, 
they met at the in a bathroom at a re- this sounds like a great story i was kind of thought this was really cute they met in a restaurant bathroom heard them talking about that they were going to go to this country club or this country music place later and she's like you guys are going to country mu- can i come like kind of inserted herself with them and she was new yeah. to houston didn't have a lot of friends this is diane didn't have like anyone to go out with but clearly loved to go to the country clubs and so she it's says not a, i think just for listeners, not a country club like a golf resort. No, like a country music club. A club that plays country music, which I don't feel like is called a club, but they kept calling it club. We've had this discussion before with that Halloween episode. We we had this huh. moment. I don't with- know what you call it. A country western bar? A country western club? But there's a dance hall? Dance hall. Dance Line club. dancing? Dance club. I Con- don't know. Country Dance Club. I just know Country Club makes me think she's wearing plaid. And no. One of those hats. I think she's wearing boots and belt buckles. I think yeah, that's definitely. what we're looking at. And maybe like a knotted shirt that's knotted in the front. Because she immediately says, well, I'm not dressed to go to the country music club. I have to go to my car. And she starts pulling clothes out of her car. And I was like, well, that's my her. life. I was that's really excited Katie. about that. Yeah. I'm not dressed, but I have stuff. Hold on. And then it's no, like you'd an be entire like- wardrobe. I'd be like, Katie, these people are heading to a 40s-themed murder mystery party. And you'd be like, 40s? I've got it. Hang on one second. And then you pull out. You're like, no, that's 50s. 40s. Got it. Sir, do you own your own sock garters or do we need to stop? Do you have a pair? (laughs) Um, So after that, they were great friends and they were dance buddies and they would go dancing all the time. They said she had a magnetic and adventurous personality, which also made her a great recruiter for IBM. Uh, she always had parties at her house. She seems like a delight. Honestly, oh, yeah. every picture, she's got this huge smile on her face. She's pretty. She's delightful and looks like she lit up a room, to be honest. So then, and that doesn't count. You can't use me saying it. <laughs> it's not anarchy, people. Just because Katie's yeah, doing the recap. It's not. It's please. It's not all calm rules down. go calm out down. the window. Put your daubers away. So uh, something that goes along with having a magnetic personality is there tend to always be the opposite sex around, right? So there's always men when Diane is around. We've had friends like that. I would not say you or I are the person that usually brings all the boys to the yard with our milkshake, no. but we are. We have like, friends that do. Yard adjacent. Like yeah. watching through the barbed wire yeah, into I'm like the yard. I'm on the balcony next door being like, hey guys, I've got Twizzlers. I got candy. I got lots of candy, but nobody wants the kind of candy I've got. It's all right. I'm I'm fine with that. Um. So, okay. Now we meet detectives Tracy and Eric. No last names necessary. I'm a fan. I'm going to state I'm a huge that up front. Fan. Especially yeah. of Tracy. I like Eric too. I like Tracy. She's straightforward. Tracy, no nonsense. Tracy and Marsha Marshburn could be oh. a team of the century. Yeah, they really would be a good team. Where's Marsh I'm not Marsh just Burn? saying that because they both have really short haircuts. Are they? Ne- no, but I feel like they would be friends, not clubbing friends, but like having a drink at the bar friends, like having a yeah. straight shot of whiskey. Who, um, where does Marsh Marsburn live? Is she near Texas? No, I don't think so. Yeah, they're like Maybe. in Pennsylvania or something, right? Again, asking me, I don't know. Okay. Like, I don't. You don't remember you, the state. I, it's not Texas, though. Even that, if I, but I'm saying even if I did remember the state, I would not be able to say if that state is near Texas. And you, I'm just can, openly willing to say it's 2020 and oh, I own gonna, it. Okay. What, and can this you is name who I am. One state that borders Texas. 
does Louisiana border Texas? You did it. Louisiana. I did it? Yep. I was you right. Did it. Oh, I'm so proud of myself. There's a podcast called Texla Crime because she's lived in Texas and Louisiana. It just covers those two states. Everyone check it out. Oh, fascinating. That's cool. So we meet Detectives Tracy and Eric. No forced entry right off the bat. Didn't look like a robbery turned deadly. She's got a tennis bracelet on, a nice watch on, money literally sticking out of her pocket. No robbery. She was strangled, and then she was hidden under the bedspread. But the strangling is not by someone's hands. The strangling looks like it's either by a rope or an exercise stretch band, which Oh, really I lost it at out. that. I was, I like, was oh. like, number 517, why I don't like to exercise. It's not good, right? It's not good. Um, there are also marks on her wrist that they, they took a minute to get there. Ultimately, they're made by a zip tie. Yeah. But they, they go into very big detail about cross hatching and things like that. And I'm like, okay. It's, it's a two hour episode. It's a, it's a zip tie guy. Um, and interestingly enough, this I found interesting. There's no sexual assault. Yeah. Which. So your trigger warning is still not removed because it's still super creepy, even if is. there's no assaults. But I was assault. surprised by that because this, to me, I was like, okay, strangulation and yeah. beautiful woman, empty. I, I assumed that this yeah. would be something of a sexual motive and. Apparently, it's not right now. Right now. So after she was killed, it seems like the killer stayed to make sure that there was no evidence at all. These detectives are like kind of surprised because everything's been like wiped. It seems the house is very clean. We'll get to the evidence later. But at first glance, there's no major evidence of a crime like this. So Detectives Tracy and Eric start looking at her inner circle. When Diane hit 40, which she's 43 now, so about three years ago, she decided, look, I'm done with the single life. Apparently, she had been married one time, much, much younger days, divorced and no children, just single living. But at 40, she decided she was done with that and really wanted a partner. She wanted a teammate, basically. Um, It's funny because they don't say anything about her, like, wanting to be married. She just wants a companion, you know? Yeah. Which I get. So I she to get. I'm okay by myself. I get it. Yeah. Someone to do crossword puzzles with. Right. Exactly. So she goes to a dating service called It's Just Lunch, which I thought was very cute. I think my brother tried it. <gasps> it's Just Lunch? Is it? Is it nationwide? Yeah. I didn't look it up at all. But the funny part about it is they show a commercial, and the commercial mm-hmm. is two people having dinner at night. <laughs> like, if, But it's a commercial. It's, it's just lunch. It's just late lunch. When, when you've – maybe the lunch, like, went so well that it spread into dinner. Yes, I think that's but what they're – it's a they're long applying. lunch. Yeah. Long lunch. They should have then cut to really angry waiters and yeah. – uh, <laughs> Uh, like a wait staff and the um the cedar person yeah. who the, who is like I need to use that table. Why are they still sitting here? It's been four hours. We have they're the like dinner putting, rush coming. They're putting up the chairs. They've got yeah. the broom out. Basically, uh, my worst nightmare of being home. in a restaurant. Yeah, it's yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah, that would have made the commercial more realistic. What if they called it? It's just breakfast. Oh. Mm. Or maybe breakfast, like question mark. Okay, this is a terrible idea. No, because that's like when a guy goes, how do you like your eggs? And then it's really gross. You saying that in the cracky voice is so much worse. <laughs> Sorry. 
I should try all the words that bother me. Lovers. You also sound a little bit like a very, very elderly lady. Innards. Oh, stop. All right. We're good. So she goes on to It's Just Lunch and she met divorced dad of two, Dennis Connolly. We have a Dennis in the house. Not our Dennis. Not our Dennis. Two months after they meet, he gives her a $20,000 engagement ring that's a giant rock, as the kids say, or anyone says. I don't know if they say that, but yeah. It's giant. Did you see it? It's ma- It's like as big as a knuckle. It's yeah. big. So the, that is the one thing that is missing from the crime scene. That $20,000 rock is gone. Oh, yeah. So now the question is, where the heck is Dennis? We get a little bit of info from her friends about their relationship. Club gals say that they argued a lot. And one of the major things they argued about was dogs. Now, we get a teeny tiny, like, precursor that she has dogs because they show a picture of her with a golden retriever puppy. Puppy! Folks, get you at one point in your life when you're sad just go and hold a golden retriever puppy if you can at all because i swear that is the remedy for any no, sad 100 percent. Like, specifically golden puppies are so cute they are i just a... look at a picture of huck or i have two huck and kirby are two last two golden yes when they were puppies and i can still if i close my eyes Picture the puppy breath. I know. It's so... No, I remember Sassy, and I was little when we got Sassy as a puppy, but I was so glad we did because she... It was like the joy of joys. They are the sweetest, cutest puppies, and they're also beautiful dogs. They I wrote in all caps, precious, precious goldens, because how dare... He, sir, how dare you? And I figured you would also be outraged. Uh, oh, I'm furious. Also, when I see a puppy, or actually when I see a golden, any age golden Mm -hmm. we go babe look Mm -hmm. at that babe i don't know why we call him babe we go look at that babe over there that's what we say in my family when we see it look oh he's a babe you know what that's funny no oliver and i have something similar but they're a bub oh so it's a bub dog so oh Mm -hmm. he's a bub and bub means it's a good dog like it's got a good face like a happy face Mm -hmm. he's a bub yeah and you say babe Bubs when and we babes. specifically goldens, occasionally other dogs, but very specifically goldens. So, could we start a dog grooming or dog matchmaking service called Bubs and Babes? I like it. Yeah. And would anyone out there buy a T-shirt that said Bubs and Babes? Maybe. <laughs> I doubt it. Two, you and me. I'd buy one for you. You'd buy one for me. That would be okay. that. Okay. CrimeCon, <laughs> we know what we're wearing. It's done. Um, okay. If I wore one that said bub oh. and you wore one that said babe. <laughs> that could. No, because that's No, because just... you couldn't wear it without me because then people no. would be like, why are you wearing oh, a shirt that says babe? she's calling herself a babe. babe. It's like a, wearing yeah. my, like a, the sweats that say juicy on the butt. Well, that's a brand, but it's like. I know, but still. Anyways, back to dumb Dennis. He doesn't want the dogs. I said, get rid of him. No, we're Mm -hmm. done here. Bye. Good day. Easy choice. Easy choice. Thanks for trying. And also the fact that he's not like falling in love with the dogs concerns me greatly. Yeah. I understand that there are people that are like, I don't want the dog in the house. I don't want the dog in the furniture. I don't, I know people like that. But you don't marry that person. I also think they're serial killers. Right. (laughs) Deep inside. I keep them at an arm's length, even if they're friends of mine. So, no, I would shan't marry them. No. 
this is not a Sophie's choice. No, and she's very clearly a dog person. So why would he, he having any sort of qualm about the dog to me is like a giant red flag. No. He's not it's right as for you. red as the red in the red dogs because they're red dogs <laughs> like Clifford. It's a red flag like as big as Clifford. Diane is extremely independent. Unfortunately, Dennis is very controlling. This is a terrible combination. So the friends are saying that they kind of went back and forth, back and forth. And she actually, towards the point when she died, she had actually made a date with another man from Oof. It's Just Lunch. Good for her. Yeah. But that's not a good sign. Dennis is leaving the picture. So Dennis isn't enough. This Dennis is not. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I just saying it. Dennis wasn't enough came in to be interviewed. Uh, she had been killed during the storm on Thursday and her body was discovered on Friday. He seems upset, they said, but composed. His alibi is that he is in his office in Houston the night of the storm, and they had been IMing earlier in the afternoon. Oh, I miss IMing. Yeah, right? I know. I like I'll IM you. No, you won't like that. Who do you want to IM with? Who can I have IM you that you'd be excited about? Joshua Jackson. Okay, that I can't do that. Um, what about work husband Greg? Is he at a computer all day? No, I think he's on his phone. He uh, works out of his car, I think. That's a bummer. So Dennis leaves a lot of phone messages that we get to hear asking, like, where the heck are you? I'm calling the police because he's very stressed out because he doesn't hear anything about this because (laughs) the friends don't call him, (laughs) which I found kind of funny because the last message is on Sunday. Her body was found on Friday. That's kind of. I like that. That's an F you to him. Kind of. They did not. They didn't like Dennis. They were not Dennis fans. Mm. So Den- Dennis, during the police investigation, says they were going to when they were engaged, they were talking about building a house. Diane had actually put her house on the market, which at the time I do not write down because I do not think it's that important. It becomes unbelievably important later. But I yeah. did not know that. So they are going to build a house. She puts her house on the market. He puts his house on the market because I think he lives out of town or something. Anyways, they're going to live together. But as he explains to the detectives, they have clashing baggage. Dogs are not baggage, Dennis. Correct. Dogs are people too. And if we had an away ad, I would insert it here. Yes. We do not. I think the biggest red flag of this relationship is that he tells the detectives that they are in fa- they were in couples therapy. This is after two months of dating. If you're going to couples therapy after two months of dating, no, there's a problem. You need to call it. Like, well, yeah. we tried. Sorry, Dennis. You're a good guy, but I love my dogs. Yeah. Uh, the friends were like, she didn't want to marry you. Uh, get a grip. The detectives get Dennis's DNA. Before they set him loose, he asks if they got in touch with Ray. So, Ray is a colleague from IBM. He is apparently some sort of creeper who worshipped her, but they had had a falling out and he wanted to make the police aware of Ray. So Ray's name is Raphael Chauncey. I got real excited. Because <laughs> Chauncey's back. Chauncey is always haunting us. Chauncey will follow us till the day we die. And- Chauncey's been haunting us for literally, I think, 20 years now. He, oh my that God, was it when has we been first 20 met years. Chauncey. It was like 20 years ago. Again, if you don't remember from whatever episode we first discussed Chauncey, Chauncey is the evil baby 
that you have one of the bosses in Luigi's Mansion that you have to kill with a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. It's not like beat with a vacuum cleaner. You have to suck the ghost suck into the vacuum like a ghost. And buster. he does not go easily. No, Chauncey Evil Baby was rough. Maybe that's why I never had children. I because of Chauncey? I was you were traumatized. I was traumatized by Chauncey at a young age. But and you now I prefer dogs. You were going to get Chauncey. You, I was you were going to get stuck with a Chauncey uh-huh. baby. Uh, so Ray is a is not described as an evil baby, but he is described as a Johnny on the spot. He was hired by Diane and was always there if she needed anything at all. Like, anything. I'm assuming he was there if she, like, needed a glass of water. Like, her throat was parched. And he's like, here you go, Diane. I'm here. Here you go. Uh, They bring Ray down to the station. And he is immediately like, so what's happening? Do you have any leads? Do you have anything? He's like. He talks uh, so fast. So fast and repeats himself. It's it's unsettling. Let's put yeah. it that way. To me yeah. anyways. He's an odd character. Well, I just saw that movie with Adam Sandler with my parents. Where Which he's one? like He's like making bets. He's like bets on things. He's like a jeweler. But he's just so frenetic, the energy. He never stops talking and never stops moving and making deals. And it's like, dude, chill out. Like, it's like you're going to jump out of your skin. It's, what? In the whole movie, it never lets up. What movie? Up. Um, I don't know. He's It's like a big, these nominated for things. It's like uncut gems or uncut jewels or something like that. Did he do a good job? Yeah. It ro- really rubbed me the wrong way. Because those to? type of people stress me out so yeah, much. Yeah, it's a lot. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ray's like that. And he's like kind of in an oversized suit. He like fits the bill perfectly of that kind of frenetic. And they keep showing this one picture of him. Where he looks like he's done all the drugs. They can't. They need to find a different picture. He looks like he's on every drug. It looks like they're holding a flashlight right into his eyes. Because yeah. his eyes are glowing like a Chauncey demon. Yes, they and are. they're so big like an owl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He is owl Chauncey baby Like whites all the way around. He's crazy. Yeah, it's very bizarre. So he admits to having a crush on her since the very, very beginning. Uh, But nothing ever happened. I liked that he admitted that. He's like, hell yeah, I had a crush on her. He did. And that kind of, it put me a little bit like, okay, let's see where this goes. Um, He said he always watched her dogs. He loved the dogs. Ray loved Mm -hmm. the dogs, I hope. Yeah. Loved her, loved the dogs, and watched her dogs, watched her house for her when she was out of town, and always made sure that all of her deliveries were inside. And you know the most important delivery that you need inside your house is your Lola subscription. (gasps) Yeah, you do. Uh Uh-huh. Lola is founded by women for women. Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products like rayon and polyester. Their feminine care products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrance, and dyes. No, thank you. No, thanks. Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. Lola products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. Pretty cool. Lola now even offers cleansing wipes that are safe to use anywhere on the body. They are the first biodegradable, all-natural wipe of their kind, perfect for any kind of midday refresh. They're individually packaged and perfect for on-the-go. 
I love it. Nice work, Lola. Lola makes your month a little bit easier. The subscription is fully customizable and you can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery, which is great. So you can time it to your cycle. Lola's mm-hmm. subscription is also super flexible. As our bodies change, you can change your subscription, skip or cancel at any time. I love that. My you, body's constantly changing. Exactly. Clearly. Oh, no. You can also do some good with your purchase. For every purchase, they donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. So you can feel good about getting a subscription box from Lola every month. I love that. So the great part about Lola for me is besides the fact that you can avoid the horrible stained sweatshirt trip to CVS at midnight for mixers <sighs> and tampons. We've all done it. Right? The delivery box is discreet. So if your creeper employee, Ray, happens to be watching your house, you don't have to worry when your Lola subscription is delivered. He's probably not not going to know what it is. Hey, Katie, your tampons (laughs) came in and slowly handing the box to you. So... Right now, for 30% off your first month subscription, visit mylola.com and enter date dateline 30 when you subscribe. For 30% off your first month subscription, visit mylola.com and enter date dateline 30 when you subscribe. Her name was Lola. She had her period, but her subscription was on its way and it was sure to save the day. <laughs> Stay away from Ray, but never have to cancel your Lola. (laughs) Get yours today. Excellent. Love Lola. Okay, so back to Scary Ray. He wanted to kiss her, but never did. So they were not lovers. I said it. Lovers. I know. I heard it. They were barely friends, apparently. They also didn't talk about what the falling out was because Dennis had insinuated that they had had a falling out, but I don't know what it was. We never get to find out, and I kind of want to know. I don't want to victim blame at all, but I know a lot of girls who have guys like this in their lives where it's clear that the guy is, like, obsessed with them, and Mm. they kind of enjoy sometimes, like, the attention or they're or they're innocently just trying to be nice and not hurt the guy's feelings and it's unintentionally leading on the guy or the third thing is that they're very clear and like I'm not into you I don't need your help you're not my dad you're not my boyfriend we're just coworkers and the guy still doesn't get it so there's you don't really know what the dynamic was there or if the falling out was something like she was done with him being so like into her he wanted to date her and she wasn't into it or it was something else really weird like she caught him sniffing her underwear we don't know it could have been something weird that happened when he was staying at the house because we find out that he had a key to the house which was so who don't give your ray a key to your house no don't do that this could be like a myriad of of things, I think she got enough male attention. I don't think she was stringing him along. This she right. was a beautiful woman that everywhere she went, remember she was the boy magnet. I think she couldn't turn off her charm and her niceness. Correct, and then had to be real direct because one hundred was not getting the hints that she was sending were not clear enough. So he keeps speed talking to the detectives. Um, 
And one of the things that he speeds talks through is that, well, you know, you can check the cameras at work. There's cameras everywhere. And I have a key card and like basically saying. He gets so excited about each new thing. Oh, yeah, the key card. That's another way you could check my alibi. It's a key card, a key card. And he repeats everything twice. (laughs) It's very interesting. I don't I'm not sure if I like him, but I, I think I went from being so creeped out by him from being like, okay, he could be in my could I? No, I couldn't fall in love with him. He'd be too frenetic and it would drive me insane. But did you think that later in the episode or did you think it right after you watched it? That part, just his part. No, I guess later on in the episode. Correct. Me too. I was like, my- maybe he was a nice guy after all. Uh-huh. Because so Ray gets DNA'd and fingerprinted and then the detectives have to start spreading out. So they go to every single person that Diane had talked to or met through It's Just Lunch. Now, at this point, I'm going to stop and ask you who you thought it was. I've seen this episode a couple times. Oh, you had. I had not. But I, I, every time I think it's Ray. I think I always think it's Ray. I think Dennis I was, it was a Dennis. red herring. Oh. I think I, think I thought it was Ray. I thought it was Dennis because I was like, oh, well, surely this is just going to be the classic boyfriend snaps. And right. he seems too controlling. Controlling's the buzzword, Right. Right. She was not doing what he wanted. And the ring is gone. Yeah. So now we get to meet prosecutor Darla Davis. Now, oh, I like Darla her. Davis is yeah. good. And she's yeah. smart. She's smart as a whip. Yeah. I was intimidated. I was like, oh, yeah. she uses some words later that I was like, oh, my. Okay. <laughs> I felt like I didn't do my SAT study. Okay. There is not a lot of murder that takes place in the this area of Houston that she lives in, it's sort of an affluent area. So she takes a team of investigators and they go back to the house to try to find more evidence because there's just not any apparent evidence. What they're looking for mostly is seminal fluid. Mm-hmm. And does Keith have a reaction to that? I didn't write it down, but in my head right now, I'm remembering him going, oh, like because <laughs> he had they, a lot of good reactions in this he's episode. asking specifically about blood and she's like no we're looking for semen because <laughs> they had already told us that this is not a sexual crime but i think that they're thinking somehow it is like there's some well sometimes i don't want to be gross they kill them and then maybe like that's what exactly right yeah they do the business after right but there is a towel sitting on a love seat now the house is impeccable so because I'm wondering why they didn't see it time number one. Why didn't Tracy and Eric, who seem like crack squad detectives, why are we getting the towel in round two? I don't know. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to just shame um, Tracy. So I don't either. No, and they don't seem embarrassed about it. So I'm thinking that maybe this is a Dateline edit thing that we mm-hmm. actually get this part one. And anyways, yeah, the towel has hairs on it that do not belong to Diane. So this seems good. Now we've got hairs. Now we go into the memorial planning, which is very sad. And the friends plan this memorial for Diane. And they talk about how picking out Diane's clothes for the moment. It just made me very sad. I don't know. It was rough. No, we skip right over that. We'll skip over that to Dennis coming to the memorial. Now, so he comes to the memorial in Houston and doesn't sit front and center, doesn't sit like where someone who had just been engaged to the person would sit. He like kind of sits in the back and they're like, all right, um, it seems a little odd to me. The body is then flown to New York for another open casket with her family, with Diane's That's family. weird. I've never heard of that. Which is the first time also where even I am have assumed up until this point that Diane has no living family. 
Right. That is honestly what I assumed. And then we're like, oh, they flew to her parents. And I'm like, parents? Yeah. Where are her parents? Why They we don't didn't want to be on the show. I guess not the friend episode. The so, friends did a good job. They did. And they flew to New York and Dennis flies to New York. And then the creepiest thing ever happens. Creepy number one. It, this, this is the start of the creepy. It only gets creepier from here. No, creepy starts with Ray. And then we get progressively creepier. So Dennis brings a minister to the open casket service to perform a marriage, a wedding ceremony with Diane's deceased body in front of like everyone. Like, I I don't, I have no words. Yeah, it's... I feel like I blocked that out from watching this episode. It's, I'm so traumatized right now. puts a ring on her finger like they are married, like he has married this corpse. What was he trying to do? Like, prove something to the friends or something? I don't understand. At that point, I thought he did it. I'm like, well, it's definitely yeah. Dennis. And so the parents were so mad, and they removed the ring. They good were furious. I'm like, good. Throw it in the garbage. I also wonder if Dennis asked for the ring. If he asked the detectives, you know, I gave her a ring worth about $20,000. I don't know why I think he's asking for the ring back. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm very stuck on the ring. I, I, I'm I'm in a ring. You don't trust Dennis. I'm a hamster in a wheel. I can't get off the wheel. Okay. So now- <laughs> That the, is the craziest thing I've ever heard, though. It's, it's barf-tastic. Except for once on the podcast where they were reading a most awkward something or other family situation. Sometimes they read stuff from listeners. And one of them was at a funeral for this girl who was like 20 or something who passed away. And her mom- spoke at the funeral and said, well, my daughter always wanted me to marry my boyfriend. Um, and so we're going to do it here. And surprised everyone at her daughter's funeral with her marrying her boyfriend with a giant picture of the daughter propped up, you know, on an easel and had a wedding ceremony for herself and her boyfriend at her daughter's funeral. Do you think they're still married? <laughs> That's, I don't know. Because <laughs> that would be the kind of thing that if I was the boyfriend, I'd be like, we need an annulment. <laughs> yeah, like, I never agreed to this. This was a terrible, I- that's horrific. <laughs> yeah. This is my last chance to have her at my wedding. But is also, that- all my relatives are here already, so I don't want them to have to fly out again. Is it better, worse, or same than marrying a corpse? I think it's l- slightly better. I think better. the corpse thinks it is weirder. It's worse. Yeah. Okay. But they're um, both just real weird. They're Yeah, it's both level 10. So Prosecutor Darla Davis now has to widen the search. We've, we've come with the inner circle. We need to see if possibly this could have been done by a stranger, which is going to make everyone's job about a thousand bazillion times harder, right? Because now you're looking for a needle in a haystack. So... Anita, who was Anita's one of the friends who happened to be on the phone with Diane when the storm was coming because Diane was kind of freaked out, like, what do I do? And it looked like Diane had like a house full of windows. So I would have been freaked out, too. Yeah. Um. Di- she remembers Diane had told her that someone had come by to look at the house that day. And she said, I might finally sell this thing because she was still had her house on the market from basically she had decided, even though her and Dennis probably weren't going to work out, she had decided to downsize anyways. So was trying to keep her house on the market. They talk a lot about reality and like how pricing houses, it's hard to sell and blah, blah, blah. I think I've never heard of a time when it's like, it's hot. It's time to sell. I always feel like it's terrible time to sell. (laughs) 
Like in every circumstance, have you ever heard someone say, well, now's the time. You got to sell now. Were there years like that? When were those years? Or do we just not know anything about buying houses? I think I don't know anything about buying houses. Okay. But do you see what I'm saying? the time. It's a hot market. Yeah, it's a hot market. I've only ever heard the market's bad. The market's going to get better. Oliver says it all the time. Well, the market's going to go back up. I think it's like the same as iTunes reviews. People only talk about it when it's bad. And when it's good, no one's talking about it. Do we get bad reviews? Is that why you're bringing that up? No, but please oh. leave us nice reviews. Please like, leave us People nice don't reviews. like to – no one goes on Yelp and is like, I had the best experience at this restaurant. Sometimes. They just go on when they had a crappy experience. Oh, yeah. That's true. Don't get Nine served times by out Lydia. of ten. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Poor Lydia. <laughs> Lydia's terrible. But she did hurt her arm last week when she was rollerblading. So that's why she can't carry that tray straight. That's why she spilled that water. Um, anyways. It so specific. It is. So Diane had said someone had come by to see the house. So now detectives have a little bit something to go on. And now Keith gets in the car with Detective Eric, which oh is very God, exciting. I love that. I do, uh, do have it in, in the car. I won't talk about it now. But so Keith, good. Keith driving around with Eric is pretty cool. So – Several they, – they are going to canvas the neighbors to see if anyone else had seen this stranger come up to Diane's house. Several neighbors say they had seen a tall stranger with slick-backed black hair and a big nose. So Alan Rickman as Professor Correct. Snape. Yes, who was in robes. I'm sorry, yes. that would have been even better. <laughs> and a wand. Who was <laughs> – And saying, I can put a stupper in death. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that was good. That's a good quote. I forgot about that one. Um, But this visitor had left a fake name and a fake phone number with Diane. So they didn't have any, like, thing to go on. Uh, So they get a sketch from the neighbors and they release it in the evening news saying, we're looking for this man. He's looking to pay cash for homes, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I just listened to a podcast called In the Dark. Yeah. Have you listened to that? Yes. Uh, season one. And they talk a lot about I sketch artists. I recommended it to you. You did. And so did Aaliyah. So thank you, Aaliyah. Mm. And thank you, Kimberly. I, I feel weird about sketch artists now, I have to say. Every time I see a sketch, I'm like, no, that person's not. Because they, they did the thing. The two podcasters actually tried to do from memory. Like they went through the book of eyes and noses and mouths and tried to put together a sketch of someone they knew. That's bad. I want to do it, though. I want to do it with you. I want to see if I could do it. But I would be horrified by what mine looked like. My whole life is that part of the office when they're trying to figure out if Stanley has a mustache or not. (laughs) They're like, we see him every day. We sit across. Does he have a mustache? And it's like half and half. Some people don't know. Exactly. No one knows. And so they draw a picture and they're like, does this look right or does this look right? And it's like. I don't know. This is the, I look at people every day and I do not know what they look like. Everyone winds up looking like Marjorie with the attic cheese. Yeah, exactly. Attic cheese Marjorie. Do um does Stanley end up having a mustache cuz now it's going to bug me. I don't I remember. believe he does have a mustache. Yes. It's like a thin one. It's not a bushy right. one. No, it's a it's thin like one. A, okay. I think. I can't think about that. But the evening news release of this sketch works. And actually when you see the sketch it's not bad. No, it's It's pretty good. It is pretty good. Um, People start calling in about this mysterious house buyer, and they uh, they all have stories about this creepy guy who comes to their house, 
he sold something, this crazy story. He sold his ranch and him and his wife are looking to purchase fast, purchase with cash. The first woman we meet is Tammy. Tammy looks like she should live in Orange County. (laughs) That's what I thought. Or like Dallas. I can see. Okay, so we got it. All right. So Tammy says that the thing that she noticed is that he had on brand new jeans that were like two sizes too long. So and a stri- and a striped shirt, but the shirt had lines in it, like the kind when you buy the shirts at Ross or at Marshalls, and they're folded in the plastic pack, and you take them out, and they've got crease lines from yeah. where they were folded. So it's, it's so like weird. you didn't. It's so weird and suspenders, but clearly he didn't need suspenders. help holding up his pants. Yeah, I don't get that look. I don't know what he was doing. Is that uh, his costume? And also, if so, why not wear a hat and like glasses? Like, why? What are you wearing? He should have, like, a fake nose, one of those glasses with the fake noses. Like, that's how non-suspicious you're trying to look and it's failing. But remind me about the clothes because I have a theory about why he did it. Okay. Um. So he and Tammy have this, like, really weird standoff at the bottom of the stairs. He'll never, like, go in front of her. It's He wants to be behind her. And so it's like, no, after you. No, after you. After you. So she said, like, warning bells are going off all over the place because he's really trying to get her upstairs. And she's super creeped out. I'm creeped out. I know. He leaves without incident, but it's not great. Uh, Melody Blunt is the next woman we meet, and she has a similar story, except she's a realtor. So he calls looking for vacant houses he only wants to see vacant houses and she shows him a house he's again constantly behind her would never walk in front and he seems like he's only looking out the windows he's not really interested in the room so it's almost like he's looking to see if people can see in and she says he has this horrible tick in his neck (laughs) that he's constantly cracking his neck and the way she describes it you really like feel it you're like oh Um, And he's breathing really heavy, which is like the worst (laughs) combination I've ever heard in my life. So creeped out. So my dad had a neck tick. At first I was like, no, like I got really upset. And then she says it's the cracking. My dad didn't do that, but he did this all the time. Uh He would nod. It was a nod. And if he did get, if he was thinking really hard, the nod would get really intense. So you always (laughs) knew what he was thinking, but it's not a crack. So thank God. So he sees that there's a detached garage at the house that she's that she's showing him and he insists on seeing it and she says he starts cracking his neck like crazy and i was like oh god so melody is so scared and is like shaking putting the key into the detached garage and thank god the key won't work so i don't know if it's like divine intervention or Mm -hmm. she got the wrong key but she's like okay thank you so much and she like gets in her car and zooms away and she's like crying all i can say is believe in those instincts ladies she should have never even gotten the key out she should have been like i don't have a key i'm leaving you just gotta be rude i'm sorry i'm not comfortable at this point yeah but i I have someone's waiting for me at home i have to go but i'm glad that all of these women like did like get out yeah so the detectives are listening to all of these stories and they get another call so this So a lady calls and says that she thinks she actually has a flyer that this guy that they're looking for handled and left behind, which is just 
wow. Um, and it's this, she has the exact same story. He's like looking around. She gave him a flyer. He just shows up at the house and there's some weird moment at the closet when he's like standing behind her and she flips around and he's just standing there staring at her and she's like staring back and doesn't know what to do. And all of a sudden in the next room, her baby starts crying. So she like backs away, leaves really quickly and he follows her into the baby room. And I'm freaking out when these women are, when they're telling Mm -hmm. us these stories and something about it must have just spooked him probably because it's a baby and he leaves but he left the flyer that he had been holding in his hand and she had just sort of put it at the back of the flyers by the way all of these women have called the police and reported these stories when it happened yeah there's nothing the police can do because he didn't assault them there needs to be a separate department where it's like nothing actually happened but something was weird and could be a precursor to something happening so that Mm -hmm. when something actually does happen they can go back to the files of like where nothing happened but it was weird and you know what i'm saying i'm sure that they get calls all the time where nothing actually happens so it would be like a full-time job for someone to keep track of this yeah it would It would, I think, make things easier. Would it be like what possible assailant? Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's hard. And some of them are just like a revenge thing where you go, he was a jerk to me. Or some of them are like, I really got a bad feeling. And then you just keep it in the back burner until something happens. And then you go back and look at it. Bad feeling. Bad juju file. Exactly. Okay. I like it. So there aren't really any prints in Diane's house per se. So it's great that they have these prints on the flyer because they can possibly use it later, but they can't compare it to anything in Diane's house because Diane's house is literally wiped, like no Diane prints even. The, the, the killer wiped it down. And so now they're, the detectives are very worried because that he may have seen his sketch on the news and he may have changed his appearance, left the area but we get a little bit of a break. Another woman calls with the same story in another affluent area. Another, I'm I'm guessing most of these took place in a similar area. Mm-hmm. Now we're like across town. So he comes to this guy, same guy, comes to her door and something about him scared her and she wouldn't let him see the house. Told her husband about it and he said, if that guy comes back, you write down his description, anything you can, write down his license plate number. He comes back six months later and, again, very insistent on seeing inside the house. She gets his license plate number because he creeped her out that much. He's that big of a creeper. So now the detectives have the license plate number and they match it to a name. And we have Patrick Anthony Russo. Creeper extraordinaire. They drive out in the wee hours of the morning, pick him up, and seriously, when they show the picture of him, he looks exactly like the composite sketch. Exactly, yeah. So now I believe in sketch artists again. So, sorry. In the dark, only did it for a little bit. Um, (laughs) So he goes by Tony. And he tells his wife as he's leaving, he's like, look, I get it. I'm I'm a convict, honey. This is going to happen. I'm going to go with them and I'm going to talk to them. But this is going to happen from time to time. He's going to get looked at for crimes. He goes into the interrogation, tells them he spent his eight years in prison becoming a better person. He got a GED. He went to college, studied theology, and he went into the ministry. And he's now in charge of music at his church. He's like the music minister, music man. So he's also the front man for a Christian band called Broken Silence. <laughs> and doesn't the cop go, that's a good name? I think he does. <laughs> oh, that's did, a good name. Did you look him up? No, I didn't. Hmm. 
I don't want to. I probably should have. I didn't. Uh, he also self-published a book about his tough childhood. He is our second person on Dateline recently who has self-published a book. Yeah. The I Sugar didn't... Daddies episode. That guy self-published a book. Oh, he did. No, there have been two, haven't there? There was one, like, really recently. There probably have been a few. I'm thinking it's a warning sign. They asked him his alibi for the day of the storm. Like, what were you doing on that day? He said he was at church doing his music stuff, which also didn't sound like a heck of a lot. It doesn't really sound like a job. He's like, you know, I organize the praise songs. And that's not what you get him ready for the overhead projector. What are you doing? That's not a real job. So then he goes to KNLE, which is the Christian radio station in town, because they're helping him create a website for broken silence. Um, He knocks on the door. No one comes to the door. And then he gets lost for an hour or so because of the storm. But he's on the phone with his wife, Janet, the whole time. Sorry. Wife's name is Janet. Damn it, Janet. Damn it, Janet. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um. But then he gets home around 5 or 5.30. But really, they need to ask his wife, Janet, because he's not good with these things. Okay, whatever, Tony. So Diane's house is not far from this radio station that he went unknocking on. But he is shown a picture of Diane and says he has never seen or spoken with, with her. I have in all capitals at this point, is he cracking his neck? I was watching that video so hard. Does he crack his neck? He does it later in the episode, for sure. He has a full-on tick with his neck. Oh, God. But okay. Also, when he's talking to Keith. His voice isn't that deep. And I remembered the women saying he had a deep voice. Did I remember that wrong? I don't remember. Okay. But I think also if I'm... His voice is gravelly. It's Yeah, it's got a gravel. It's a little like you. This is a perfect episode Sexy. that we're doing. Sexy. Okay. Gross. So maybe I'm remembering that wrong. He said they're barking up the wrong tree. You aren't going to find me committing any crime. Because I'm a good Christian now. And he's very, very polite. Very helpful. He gives them DNA. He even offers to take a polygraph. Wife Janet's in the room next door telling the same exact story. Scared of storm. Got lost. After they let him go for the night, let her go, they're like hugging in the interview room and he's crying. And he's like, I'm so sorry to put you through this. I'm so sorry to put you through this, et cetera, et cetera. It's, I kind of believed him. I didn't believe him. You would, but you'd seen this. It's not fair. I We need to do ones that you have not seen because I would wonder what you would Good think at that point. Good luck with that. I've seen them all. Do you think you sound like Batman? <laughs> No, do I? I bet. <laughs> so the detectives are kind of like, eh, we don't know. It literally, I mean, they have so many women coming forward about this creeper coming to look at houses. We know the creeper came and looked at Diane's house and we his license plate is the one that matches what she saw. So they call him in the next day. I mean, he's the guy, right? So now we find out why he was a convict what he was in prison for before. he We know he was there for eight years. So his conviction was literally for kidnapping. He had gone into an office where a woman was alone. He had tied her up with zip ties and choked her. He didn't kill her, but choked her, choked her. He got a 20-year sentence, but only served a third of the sentence, which, great. So now we meet Donna, and Donna... Donna's actually probably one of Tony's early victims, I guess you could say. Before he got convicted of 
choking this woman and tying her up in her office. We have a story that happened years before, like it seems like it was almost 10 years before. Donna was a 21-year-old apartment manager in some part of Texas. Tony wanted to be shown a two-bedroom apartment. He's She's showing him the apartment. They get to the master bedroom. She flips on the light in the closet and he grabs her throat. He grabs her by the throat, takes her down to the floor, straddles her and is strangling her. She's like trying to get away. She's like, she tried to bite and like get him. She, it sounds like she fought really hard, but he keeps like, he's a big dude. Mm-hmm. Like when you see him, he's, oh, he's, a, he's a giant man. He keeps like trying to pull down this like high neck sweater she's wearing to get a better hold of her neck. And she said his eyes were like crazy eyes. Like what happens when people like go yeah. get that black eyes. He looks like a different person. She keeps saying, she, this is weird to me. She keeps telling him, I've been gone too long. Someone's came in to look for me. I've been gone too long. So he's obviously not getting, if she can speak, I don't know. I don't know how she's doing that. I'm not sure exactly what happened. But he's like, you better not be lying to me. And then she keeps repeating that. And then it's like something switched in his head and his eyes kind of soften. And he leans back, lets her up and like covers his face. And it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe I did this to you. Are you all right? And starts apologizing profusely. Like, I'm so sorry. He like helps her up. He's like, oh, your necklace fell off. Let me help you find it. Oh, my God. So weird. My apologies, madam. I would just forgive me. But what's amazing, I mean, that she didn't run. I would run. I would have run as fast as I could. But she's like, I'm sure she's just like really out of it because also she has been choked. Yeah. He begs her not to call the police, but she does because she's smart. Yeah. He confessed and was charged with misdemeanor assault. Unbelievable. Which seems a little light. And Uh, was put on probation. Probation! Yeah. In the years leading up to his actual kidnapping arrest, he attacked five other women. Five. That we know of. So these crimes are all, like, way too similar to what happened to Diane. And so Detective Tracy goes in. Like, in on him in interrogation. She says, it's disgusting to hear you talking about even being a devout Christian and being reborn, turning your life around. She's furious. And even Keith is, like, doing the, like, head shake thing. Mm. Bad. So the detectives come back at him and say, so your fingerprints won't be on this flyer for a house. Is there any reason your fingerprints would be on a flyer for a house in West Austin? And he says, no. His fingerprints are Definitely the fingerprints that match the flyer for that creepy guy. Uh, So now the detectives have him on kind of a technicality. They can keep him in jail because lying is a parole violation. Right. And he's on parole because he just got out of prison. So it's kind of great. They go and search his house. They search his car. The only thing that they really found is that he had changed the look of his van that had the license plate number. They didn't find the ring or anything like that. They found zip ties, but they were basically tying up a bunch of barbed wire outside his house. I also didn't think that was too... They don't have anything on him. Right. Besides the fact that he kind of matches this suspect. Um, And his license plate is the same as that one lady wrote down. 
But it's not a license plate that the neighbor said that they saw driving around the neighborhood. No. It's from another lady. It's not from right. Diane. Right. They need to attach him to Diane. Right. So the radio station says there's no way they start going after his alibi. Radio station says there's no way they wouldn't have heard Tony knock because it's part of their tornado protocol to everyone gather in the front lobby. They would have heard him. Also, the entire front portion is glass and mm-hmm. Tony's a giant. Yeah. Like they would have seen him. <laughs> it's like Hagrid coming to your door. He's that big. Yeah. So now they bring the women in who were almost assaulted, possible victims is what I guess we could call them, to look at him in a lineup and have him read a script of like, you have a beautiful house. Do you have any information about the floor plan of the house? It's really I was traumatized just watching it. That was a lot. They said it, the the women said it was a lot. Um, So 15 out of 30 women pick him out of a lineup, which- Still is not. It's okay, but, but it's I not. got you. Got to look at the percentage because I bet like, you know, five percent picked number three, and you know, ten mm-hmm. percent picked number whatever, but fifty percent picked him. That's true. That's a very good point. So the DNA found on, they found a little bit of DNA under Diane's nails, and it's a mixture of her. And Tony Russo, but it's not the kind that they can, like, say conclusively it was Tony, which sucks. It made me very upset. Yeah. And that's when Prosecutor Darla Davis says, helpful, but not dispositive. Dispositive. Didn't know what that meant. And I had a hard time with that. I I felt real dumb. I felt real dumb. Yeah. Darla's real smart. So then they test the towel. Same exact result. He cannot be discluded, but it's not 100% absolutely it's him but both dennis and ray are cleared they're discluded it's not them dennis is just guilty of being a douchebag towards dogs and ray is he's a creepy guy with big bug eyes and talks too fast yeah but he might be be my new boyfriend we're not sure he's not you have seen one picture of him and grainy interrogation room footage mark that on your bingo cards he's passionate about life that's all i know are you only interested because he's he likes dogs? Perhaps. Must Love Dogs? Yeah. Is there a movie? Yes, there is. It's called Must Love Dogs. Janine Garofalo? Yes. Okay. All right. There's nothing they can do, but they charge Tony anyways. It's a big risk because there is no like positive point at him proof, but all these little things add up like we've seen many times. So now it's time for the trial and all of these women that he has come to their house and like mildly terrorized show up to give testimony against him. And they say they're like looking at each other and they're kind of like the same age range, same type. They keep saying that they all are like his type, but I didn't see any type because they all have like very different hair color and probably I'm guessing very different hair needs. (gasps) Which got me thinking about pros. What's pros? Do tell. Most hair product companies don't actually get you. And that's because a lot of brands generalize hair needs, which is why it's a welcome switch to try pros. Pros makes truly personalized shampoos and conditioners. 
So Pros creates custom shampoos and conditioners based on your personal hair analysis and their experienced algorithm. So this consultation asks you about your hair texture, what your eating habits are, where you live. Like so environmental Uh, factors for your hair. What's the damage level? How often you dye your hair dives into like every conceivable factor that affects your hair health. So they have over 50 billion formula combinations. What? And the result of your consultation is a unique blend of ingredients that caters to your every strand and follicle. I was skeptical. I'm not going to lie. I was skeptical because my hair, my hair is tricky. Mm-hmm. I have unbelievably overprocessed hair. What? I, for those folks who have not seen me, I have platinum white hair, which means... I thought that was natural. Right. <laughs> which means I basically have to bleach the crap out of my hair every four weeks. Very, very overprocessed. So I was skeptical that I, I have to be so particular in what I put on my hair because it can dry it out really fast. It's difficult. Pros, because I took the quiz and I was, I mean, be honest in your consultation, the items that I received, I received a pre-shampoo mask, a shampoo, a conditioner, and then a hair oil. First of all, the hair oil smells like almonds, which is mm. my favorite thing. It smells so, so good. And the shampoo, I was worried too, because sometimes for overprocessed hair, shampoos don't lather. Like they try to do weird stuff. It's great. The combination has been amazing. And my hair has honestly never looked better. I have a lot of difficulty with it. And I try to even keep heat off it. But I felt like after I started using pros, even after putting heat on, it would not feel as dry Mm. and bad. Whatever their algorithm is that they're using, they're really personalizing it to you. They also stand by clean and responsible beauty, which I like. Every formula they use is sustainably sourced and cruelty-free. And they can accommodate any preference you have, like if you're vegan or gluten-free, mm, etc. I love that. Which is important. And if you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care you've ever had. They will take the products back, no questions asked. I love that. Gotta love that. So if you want to give pros a try, which I definitely recommend checking them out because I really had some good success with their products, get a free consultation and 20% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash date dateline. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash date dateline for a free consultation and 20% off. That's awesome. I know. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Come on, people. Let's get to it. Check out pros. There's nothing to it. Pros. 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 <laughs> Strike a pros. <laughs> that was some beautiful <laughs> pros there. Thank you. So Darla has a really difficult case to prove. I think it's going to be tricky for her. Darla's got this. I, I was Darla's worried. a better lady than both of us put together. She, oh yeah, she did the right thing, which is putting all of these women on the stand. Oh yeah. Even though it's difficult, the jury needs to see that this is a pattern of behavior and it's mm-hmm. a problem. Because I'm sure she was worried that the judge was going to throw out prior con- prior conviction because we've seen that happen before. Mm-hmm. So finally, we get the net cracking. Melody, <laughs> the woman who talks about the net cracking in the first place, is on the stand and says, "There he goes. He's doing it right now," and points at him in the courtroom, which is fascinating. But they are all, like, really scared to testify against him, and I imagine that must have been really jarring. Um, his first wife, apparently he's married before, first wife takes the stand and talks about how he could not get aroused without choking her. <laughs> okay. 
second wife says the exact same thing, but it's a little less intense. It's like, no, sometimes he'll, you know, but he always makes sure that my airway isn't completely constricted. He's such a gentleman. He's such a gentleman. So Keith says to Darley, he says, isn't it possible that he didn't want to kill Diane Hollick, that he just wanted to do this choking? Darla thinks he did. Darla thinks choking, but not killing is no longer enough. And just as they're beginning, she has proven exactly right. At the start of the trial, they find on his computer, disturbing is too bland a word, as Keith says, that he's a member of a website of tastefully erotic death scenes. Well, it's tasteful, Katie. Sorry. Don't be so judgmental. It is tasteful. Oh, and th- now it's time for our ad for... Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony is part of the asphyxiation portion. <laughs> Well, you get to pick your different, what you're into. And he clicked asphyxiation. He's a man who knows what he's into. As opposed to what, like trampling? Yeah, sure. Bees. 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 Bees? Bees? (laughs) So. Job's not on board. He's part of that tastefully erotic portion of the website uh keith says but this is the best moment in the whole episode sorry it's like me forever you do it no you do it but it's just so good because it came so quickly after our last amazing keith doesn't give a sweet flying f f yeah and now we get another o m g (laughs) that spaced like that drawn out it was great good And then Darla has to break it to Keith that the motive is sexual sadism. And I am looking around for our Dennis is enough because this is a Dennis case. (laughs) He would pull out a head and be like, is this what you mean by sexual sadism? Dennis, I know Dennis would pull out like, I don't know, exercise bands. He'd be like, was it these? (laughs) Um, Because he... (laughs) But Dennis usually handles our more sexual cases. So I'm... Well, no, just one, but still, I'll never get over it. No. So he was in a dungeon, a sex dungeon. He's in Master Bob's, yeah. Yeah. It's so, a Patreon, check it out. Now we go to the defense, and the defense has absolutely nothing. They l- literally stand up and say defense rests. And the def- and the friends say like was like gasps in the courtroom. <laughs> um the male prosecutor for his f- closing statements holds up his hands and does the choking motion. And says, now imagine it took her two and a half to three minutes to die. And he shakes his hands in that like choking position for that long of time. The courtroom's like dead silent. Then he slams his hand out on the table and says, that's how long it took her to die. And like everyone starts crying. That's that's TV good. That's like the opposite of the guy who um, had the sediment going down to the bottom of the water and he's by the time i finish (laughs) by the time i finish it will be clear water it's it's murky but then and it didn't work Mm because he never practiced it at home this was dramatic and did work do you think that guy's like eyeballing the sentiment the whole time the lawyer is like staring at the cup like come on because he's (laughs) it's like time is running out he only has one paragraph he starts talking really slowly he's filibustering he starts talking really slowly I worry about that. So they they can't do anything about it. Uh, the defense tries to prove their case in their closing arguments only, and they just say the state failed to prove that Tony was ever in the house. So Tony doesn't, and Tony doesn't testify. That's the end. But then 
he does talk to Dateline. Yeah, and I was shocked. I was like, "OMG moment!" Yeah, because I couldn't believe it. Jury was out. We come back from commercial. Jury was out for eleven hours. Of course, he's found guilty. Now Keith again goes for a prison interview. So we are. I'm delighted. I was like, "Yeah, let's see what happens." Uh, Tony brings his new silver silver hair and his Bible. Now we have Keith. Keith. Flipping his silver hair. Did you see him do oh, a yes. little oh, hair a flip? Full hair flip because and he's cross. facing another yeah. white haired uh-huh. gentleman mm-hmm. who's no comparison to Keith. Obviously. No, let's put it this way: Keith uses pros. Tony <laughs> uses like pert plus all in one. No, no shame to pert plus, but no. pert plus does not do what pros does. No, so though so this was my favorite quote of the episode. Was probably. That the, he brought with him the holy stamp of assurance that what he was about to say was the God's truth. <laughs> Keith is not happy with the Christian no, port, portion not. of this episode. Tony keeps saying he's innocent. He got his divinity bachelor's, of course, now in his second prison round two. And he says if he has to spend the prison rest of his life in two. there, yeah, he wants to use it for Christ. Oh, I loved this quote, too. Uh, Keith said he wears his Christianity like a badge and like an accusation. That's beautiful. That's some good prose. So good. Because what he's trying to do is like all Tony tries to do the entire time with Keith is maneuver this into something that like the media always sensationalizes Christians, people who are Christians who commit crimes. He's victimizing himself like Christ on the cross. Every like, why do we see people do this? I don't understand what you're trying to do. And then you claim other and Keith is like, well, your victims were Christians, too. And he's like, but are they Christians? He's like questioning their Christians. He victim shames them because they're not real Christians like he's a real Christian. He doesn't know their lives. Do you even know them? Were you there? Oh, so you do know if they were Christians or not. So you were in their houses scaring the crap out of them. Exactly. Because he's like, there's a big difference between thinking you're a Christian and acting like a Christian oh or whatever. God. And I'm like, oh, snap, sir. Kettle black. What are we doing? Uh, it It's really bad. Um, So he has lots of convoluted stories about all of the evidence. Keith is like asking about every single piece. And he's got a weird story after weird story for why. Um, the One of the weird things he said is that he was actually researching houses in the area because he was building a house with somebody from his church or something like that. Uh, and he shared that with his attorneys, but he lied about it to the police. Because, sure. Yeah. So he went to all these women's houses. He lied and said he was looking for a house. Right. So that he could see the architecture of it. Yeah. Because he's building a house with a guy who lived in a trailer and built a house on his property from his mm-hmm. church. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he want, he just wants to make sure that it's got the women have good bones. I mean, the houses have good bones. <laughs> so he says he doesn't remember the woman he strangled, the initial woman uh, who he let go many years ago. Yeah, no recollection. The woman who kept his license number that was so freaked out by him. He said that that family kept about four license plate numbers. Darla says no. That family kept one, his. And then we get the next OMG moment, which is Janet's still married to Tony. Damn it, Janet. Janet, who fully admits that he did like to touch her neck when they were having sex. No, she didn't say that. Didn't you hear? Tony said she didn't say it. Oh, yeah. No, you are manipulating, Keith, what she actually said. 
that is misconstruing what she actually said. Yeah. On tape in the interrogation. Okay. I'm disappointed. I'm not. She's Janet. If you're feeling let down in Janet, or just because the holidays are over, or because your new convict husband was sent back to jail and your new favorite Christian radio station won't stop talking about how great 2020 is going to be, we have an offer that might help you. (laughs) BetterHelp offers counseling with a licensed therapist within the privacy and safe space of your own home. You can confidentially text, chat, phone, or video with a counselor. BetterHelp has counselors that are specialized in anxiety, depression, sleeping problems, maybe someone who keeps asking for a tour of your house or this guy at work with crazy eyes is obsessed with you. BetterHelp therapists can help you deal with those issues. If you don't like your counselor for any reason, you can switch at no additional charge. It's also very affordable, and our listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code DATELINE. So please go visit betterhelp.com forward slash DATELINE, fill out the questionnaire, get paired with a counselor, and it's that easy. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash DATELINE. Give yourself the gift in 2020 of better mental health with better help that's beautiful they might not be able to help you sell your house because the guy who's looking at it isn't really interested in buying but they can help you get your house in order love it we love better help we do thank you better help so he keeps saying that damn janet did not he did not choke her uh but we, we do have her on tape saying it, which we hear multiple times. So that's fun. And Keith is hitting him hard. I mean, hard. Keith is like, go. I like Keith at the prison interviews because he really goes for it. He does not hold back. He He's not like, like, there's a glass between us. I don't even care. I'm yeah. leaning back in my chair and I've got this guy. And he is Yeah, you like, did this, sir. Yeah. So don't you no. think you have to be honest? And then he's like, well, I don't think Christianity means that you have to be totally honest. What? Christianity is different for everybody. It's so weird. It's like whatever suits him. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But, you know, he's absolutely innocent. Don't forget. Because he keeps saying it. But unfortunately, all of his his appeals have failed. He does start crying at the end with Keith, though. He's like. He did? I I didn't see it. He goes, I don't care how many people think that I'm guilty. I will go to my grave saying that I'm innocent. And he's holding his Bible throughout the whole interview with Keith. So you think he practiced that? I think he's crying for himself. Oh, yeah. And I think when he says that he will go to his grave, like he did not murder that woman. Yeah. I don't know if he's just full on crazy and has blocked it out completely. Maybe. But that was my question. Do you think that this is a mental health issue? That's what I thought when we were hearing the story about the eyes changing i was like does he have is there something wrong with him he could be like having psychotic breaks or something i meant multiple personalities oh yeah that i don't know do you think he has a little person inside him that takes over i've seen several specials with people with multiple personalities one of them's usually not a murderer but i guess it's possible what about a choker yeah there's one guy inside that has the fetish of choker and that's why when he says that he didn't sign up for that dead porno site, dead ladies porno site. It was because mm-hmm. the little man Chester inside of him signed up for it. And he used my credit card. Maybe that's what's happening. Chester stole my credit card. 
Crestor got me a Discover card with a because <laughs> he says to Keith, limit. well, those those sites just pop up on your computer, and Keith oh, yeah. is like, they don't pop up on your computer unless you're clicking on porn, and they don't go. put in your credit card and register you with an account. Yeah. We're also not going to talk about pornography with Keith Morrison, Tony. Thanks. Step back. No, I'm so We're uncomfortable not talk with about your that. hand on the Bible. Yeah, really uncomfortable. Um, he was registered how... on that site. Like, he had to enter his name yes. and his credit card. But he's saying it just popped up on his computer. Ugh. Oh, and his neck was fully twitching. He was twitching was a lot in the interview with Keith. Like okay, I gotta go back and watch it. His head is all over the place when he's lying. You can tell. Whoa, yeah. I don't like it. Okay. We our ending moments are all of the women are talking about how Tony still affects them, but it's comforting to know that he is going to be behind bars forever. Uh, Keith says sort of poetically that they are sisters of a sort, a sorority, and they came together to get him off the street, which I felt like was really sad because someone died. I know. Like, I'm glad, but it's rough and it stinks. It does because so many of them even reported it to the police. Yeah, that's hard. Um, but one girl's that, like, we did our job. We got him. We put. We showed up in court, and we got him put away, which is really good. Yeah, yeah. it's excellent. So Diane's friends, we get some B roll of all of them at the very end, with many, many loose pictures. Kimberly, calm down. <sighs> always smiling. They talk about how she always had a magic smile that was infectious. Now that is and a full on synonym, right, for contagious. Right. And that's the end. And she said, and if she was smiling, you had to as well. Because it's infectious. You caught. Contagious smile and infectious smile. Synonym. Ruling is in. Done. She did it. We have two votes for yay. Yeah. The yays have it. (laughs) We are in the affirmative. That is true. And also, she really did have an infectious smile. I'd be surprised if someone didn't say it. She had the most beautiful smile in all of those pictures. I would smile, too, if my smile looked like that. She million dollars i want she she, seeing the pictures of her with her friends made me want to be more social and like hang out with people have costume parties and do fun stuff like she just had people over at her house parties and yeah she we could go to oil can harry's that's a line dancing place okay i would do that would you 2020 is the year of saying yes to things and they have karaoke upstairs oh i know i do not like that you know how i feel about karaoke I do. Not a fan. All right. Anyways, it was uh this was a good start to the year. Sad because Diane seemed delightful and had a lot to give. I wonder who took her dogs. Not Dennis. Not Dennis, but probably some of her friends, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I was hoping we'd get some as we're going into Maybe B-roll, Ray did. Maybe. But they liked him, I'm assuming, if he dogs yeah, that. Uh-huh. Oh, God. He'd probably take really good care of them. So I would, would be actually totally okay mm-hmm. if Ray got the dogs. Okay. So what do you have for B-roll Bonanza? Well, first of all, this episode is dedicated to Pepper, oh, Pepper, Olivia, and Nicole, which how m- those names, they should start a girl group. They do not know say, each other. Are they a clothing company? They- <laughs> You guys don't know each other, but I think you should be friends because you're all Patroni and you're all awesome. And come on, would they not be such a good girl group? Pepper. Yeah. Olivia. Nicole. They would like each turn around and say their names in a spotlight type situation. 
Sorry, no, I feel like it sounds like a really fancy like clothes, like clothes sold to anthropology. I think you're thinking of Alice and Olivia. Isn't that a brand? I am, but I'm thinking like pepper, comma, Olivia, and then the ampersand and yes. Nicole. Mm-hmm. I could see or that like too. Or like really cute shoes, maybe. Girls, mm-hmm. you decide what you want to be and then just come back to us. We will mm-hmm. promote you, whatever you decide on the show. Discuss amongst yourself. Come up with the logo. We'll make it happen. Then <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being Patroni. We could not do the show without you. Thank you so much. We love you. Um, yeah, so B-roll. There's one of the police going through file folders, and there's one that says, it's just lunch. And then she says, I went through every single person that she talked to on It's Got Lunch, but there's like two pieces of paper in the file folder. So I was thinking maybe it was a prop piece of paper. But I like when you get details of what the file folders say. Usually you just see them flipping through folders and it said, it's just lunch on it. And I liked that. Um, Oh, that's good. The friends are pouring each other coffee out of like a really fancy coffee press. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I liked that. And then my favorite B-roll was that all of the B-roll of, uh, I guess it would be Tony, 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 is overhead. Did you notice the whole thing is from a camera on the ceiling? It's all overhead on the people. Oh, yeah. It's very strange. Usually it's set up on the You mean in the, the interrogation? In the interrogation. Yeah, it is. It's like up in the corner of the room. Yeah, so you're looking down on everyone. Yeah. I, that would be... Hmm. I don't know. I like seeing it, their faces more. This is like you can see the tops of their heads. Yeah, that's true. It does seem like a hi- like they're trying to hide it almost. I wonder why it's up there. Yeah, I don't know. And you get to see a lot more of the cops. Usually it's... Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. It was a different perspective that I enjoyed seeing on Dateline. Did you see in the actual police department what their logo was for the homicide department? It shocked me. What was Did it? You see? It was on the wall. It's like a huge on one of the pillars in the building. It's a badge. It's like a detective's badge covered by a skull and crossbones. And it says homicide. What? A skull and crossbones? Yes. It was unbelievable. I was like, wait, what, what was that? And it's huge. It's on the wall. It's I like know, not like that. Four feet high. It's huge. I, I'll take a picture of it and send it to you because I was shocked. I don't like that. that but it was very like graphic. death. But then it's also like, well, I get it. I mean, it's homicide. Someone died. You know what? That looks to me more like it's the poison unit. Because, you know, like all the bottles that oh, are like, yeah. do not drink. It's like yeah, skull, and it's got skull and crossbones. Yeah. This is the true. arsenic unit. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. I didn't know. Not a fan. Um, one thing I think you skipped was that in one of the ladies who had the guy show up at his house said that he was wearing a fake neck brace. No, 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 no. That was another suspect they had. Did he have was, fake? Yeah. Who was it? It, oh, sorry, I didn't even write it down because there was so Who much. Who has it was, a fake uh, neck brace? No, it was a suspect that was, it was one of the weird roads they went down. Oh, like oh, a guy on, she, on It's Just Lunch? No, it was somebody that they, oh, because he kept giving fake names. And so they right. ran oh, one right, of the names right, right. and then yes. that's who it was. They yeah. had a phone number. He listed fake phone numbers and one of them tracked to a guy who, who had a neck brace. A neck brace, but they thought it yeah. was fake, which made me laugh so hard. It's like the because glasses he, and the fake nose. It's like three's did company. Did they think it was fake? Someone said they thought it was fake, or maybe I just thought it was fake, but oh, I thought it was fake. Thought, that's funny. No. 
I'm picturing like a full on fake. Yeah, yeah like a, like crutches. Yeah, yes, no. fake crutches. Yes, like he's faking he got injured in a car accident. That would be <laughs> like he's trying to scam someone's insurance company. That would actually, you know, if Tony 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 was smarter, he would have thought of something like that to at least keep people change his appearance. Like, well, think that you're a giant, massive person. Like oh. when you think like you had to make yourself look a little less alarming. Yes, like, more demure. Like you're not going to hurt correct. you. I have right, an injury. Like, I couldn't possibly I, hurt you. Ma'am, I'm injured. My arm is in this sling. Uh-huh. And then you whip your arm out. Yes. See, I'm the worst. I'm like criminal handbook. So these are Katie. good tips for all the people. <sighs> yes. Crime tips yeah. from Katie. Yeah. Don't do it, kids. Who would you murder Mary have an affair with? Dennis, no. Ray, or Tony? I hate this game. <laughs> your husband came up with it. I hate it. It's a terrible one. Fine. Do you have any titles? I've like terrible titles I'm i have so really bummed. bad i tried so hard i had well keith says seller beware which is a great oh, title that's a great title i yeah. kept trying to get somewhere with real estate fake estate fake est- hmm. um and i kept huh. he had a fu manchu kind of so i kept going like omg fu manchu or something. Fu Manchu. Oh, Fu Manchu. That's great. That's um, good. I like that. And That's then funny. I was trying to get somewhere with MO because he used the same MO for like 20 years with all these oh. different women. He yeah, never he changed it. He kept going, Well, there's a real estate. I'm trying to look at a house. Like he never changed his thing. He did the same thing for 20 years. Hmm. And it worked. He still didn't get caught till the end. O L O M O M O G. Oh, you're st- oh you're still trying to do M O yeah, with O M O. Okay, okay, I, I see. Get it. Fake estate. Fake estate. What about I had death and realty. Okay. No, it's stupid. Death. It's not good. What about choking the market instead of cornering the market? No, <laughs> we don't like that. No. <laughs> I have to use that one because Keith had a worse one because they were talking about like in one of the when we come back from commercial breaks, the friends are talking about how this is, by the way, before we hear about it. But I was still surprised. He they say um, there's something about how like she was this bubble of life and like like the bubble around her. And then Keith says until the life was asphyxiated from her. He used the words asphyxiate. Keith. That's a Dennis thing. Dennis. And he slipped in there. Calm and down. I was like, what? You don't no. gotta be so gruesome. Can we get anywhere with gravel? Gravel drive. His voice was gravelly? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Gravel. There's gotta be something we can I can't I can't do it. You tried so valiantly. I didn't. I didn't try. I couldn't. <laughs> and I'm disappointed in myself because it's the first it's one back. It's hard doing a like recap and the titles. It's it too is. Much. And I can't. But I didn't want to use that as an excuse. I wanted it to be right. So <laughs> apologies. I'll be back. You know what? It'll come back to me. It doesn't have to be like perfect because it's 2020. Any day is a good day to start fresh. You know Thank what I'm you. saying? It doesn't have to be on a Monday. It doesn't have to be the first of the month or the first of the year. So next week. Next week, my titles are going to be lit. Yeah. Can I say a quick thank you to those who sent us um, holiday gifts, Hanukkah and Christmas gifts this year? It was very 
sweet. Unnecessary, but so sweet. Unnecessary, and I have a hard time accepting gifts. And so I'm just going to say thank you very much. Thank you. It's been trying not to get choked up. Oh, see, that does it. I can't say choked up. Get choked up. I was trying not to go there, but you went there and I love it. They talk about it all. It's his thing. It's not about her. It's more about like that was his MO, as you were. O M F O. I love it that you couldn't you couldn't get off it. You had to like keep you had to keep going with it. No, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. You like got there and then went way past it. I is know. The problem. I mean, it works. Just kept going no. with it. O M Fu Manchu is like perfect. <laughs> and you're like O M F G Fu Manchu. It's like you're right at the thing. That's and then what's you're just coming like, up with no, titles I'm gonna and keep puns. Going. Titles and puns for me. It's like being right on the precipice of something great, and I can I see it in the distance, and I reach uh. my hand out. And I, it's like grabbing the, the snitch in Quidditch, and I just can't reach it. It's so painful. Oh, that's what it's like you're trying really hard, and that's what counts. Thank you. You get like a A++ for effort. Thank it's real you. good. Oh, also, we are going to CrimeCon again, and our code to get 10% off, and it really does help us out, too. We get credit for it if you use our code. It's DATE2020. And you can see my hair. It might be really frizzy. It might not be because I'm using pros. So we'll see what happens. See? Yep. It's going to be exciting, though. I know my glasses will fog up from the steam of my own heat. They might not because I don't think it's going to be that hot in May. It's early May when we're going, and I don't think it's going to be crazy hot. Okay, then I'm excited. Actually, just talking to Oliver about it, that I was really glad it's not in July June, again because yeah. I think you're going to be really happy. Oh, I'm excited. I think now. we'll be fine. It's just at the end of spring. You'll be okay. Okay, good. Come hang out with us. It's going to be so much fun. Like, really good listeners are coming too. So you can hang out with them and really go to good panel. Ones. Not the bad not ones. Not the bad the ones, ones. Like, are the coming. ones that are like, this is not an the in- rays. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the country dance gal pals. That's who's coming. <laughs> Those are the fun ones. They're coming and you can hang out and go to panels with them and. Yeah. It'll be really fun. It's it will be. It's gonna be all, all the Dateline hopes are gonna be there. It's gonna be awesome. So also and definitely use a code. Even if you don't use ours, it'd be amazing if you used ours. But use a code if you're gonna buy tickets yeah. to at least get a little bit off. But especially sure. use ours. Date 2020. Yes, date 2020. Uh, and thank you guys. Uh, don't watch alone. Watch with your Bible study group because I honestly want to know what you guys think is wrong with. Tony. Yeah. Is there a passage that he completely misunderstood? Is what is happening? I think that what's happening here is this is a hiding behind some like religion. Does he not remember? Like what Keith says, he's using religion as a shield. Like it's like, no, I couldn't have done this. I am such a good Christian. So it's almost it's sad because honestly, if he was honest with himself probably could really help him religion would be a good thing for him but instead he's like using it to right. his benefit yeah does that make sense yes which is super twisted and messed up it is because it's like right there in the 10 commandments what you're supposed to do and he's like not doing any of them right not doing any so... of them and then on top of it like can't admit to it which is kind of a big no-no yeah, it's an, aren't you supposed to do self-reflection and try to be the best version of yourself you can be? 
Yeah, you're supposed to do a lot of stuff. Like, how about do unto others as you would have them do unto you? I hope maybe he's he wants to be choked. Yeah, he's oh, Tony. Tony, Tony, Janet, Tony, wake up, Janet. Get with the program. Wake up, Janet. You Don't and defend Ray, this man. Janet and Ray could get together. Maybe. Maybe he would treat her right. Maybe he would let her play with a dog. She could use a good dog. We all could. Yeah, but she really could. Like a good pal. Uh, my husband's in prison. I need someone to love and be gentle with me. Yeah, but and Janet not. also married him in prison. So that's a whole. She was How's volunteering your- in prison as a she Christian was. and met him knowing what he was in there for and married him. There are some whole other issues there. Yeah. How do you, uh, how's your letter writing campaign going? Weren't you going to write to somebody in prison? Was I? You were. I wrote to somebody. I wrote to Sandra Melgar, not to find a boyfriend, Aww. but just to be nice. And I sent her like a Christmas letter. Good for you. Well, I, I was thinking about her, so I wanted to write to her. But nice. no, I haven't reached out to find a, lo- a lover yet in prison. No, it wasn't a lover. You were going to write and ask somebody some questions. Oh, that's a great idea. Who was Who I going to write to? It was somebody that we just... Yeah, it was someone was really our, recent, what was our, and we what were going to do a fake case? name. What was our Patreon? Well, Sheila Davalu. Was, was it Sheila Davalu? It's Sheila Davalu. Was I going to try to write to her and befriend her? Yeah. I'm waiting. Okay, I'm going to do it. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. But I have to we use do a fake the name Sheila, we can I'm do a little the bit Sheila letters. The Sheila letters, yes. Do you want me to write to her? Because I'm not that into her, so yeah. maybe it'd be better if I <laughs> I'm wrote. too into her. She's just not that into you. I could write to her. <laughs> you know, in Arrested <laughs> Development, when Heather Graham is the teacher who teaches ethics, and they're like, oh, she loves Saddam Hussein, and, they're, and, you know, and she's like, oh, I love Saddam Hussein, they're like, you mean... You find him fascinating. She's like, oh, yes, of course. He's a terrible, terrible man. (laughs) Like he makes her that bored of Saddam Hussein. She loves Saddam Hussein. You mean she likes studying him? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I feel about Sheila Tavalu. paper. Yes. That's that's pretty much right. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. We'll be back next week with Kimberly Normal Voice. Back to regularly scheduled programming. You never know. What'll happen? Oh boy. Oh my gosh.